0: 15 games into the season, we here at Locked On Coyotes want to talk about some of the offseason additions and uh, how they're turning out so far. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: This is Locked on Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. we got a great show on today's episode because we are talking about co- the uh, looking at just, you know, not a whole lot of games in, but we're taking a look at the uh, the impact we've already been feeling Matthew mm-hmm. that the coyotes offseason additions have been making on this team
0: um giving us a really sen- a good sense
1: of uh where this team might be headed
0: and and we have to start off with the the player this this episode was originally pitched to me by Robin as let's talk about Seanathan Dursey. let's let us talk about Dersey. who was acquired by the Coyotes in the off season for a second round pick and already. All right. $1.7 million cap hit. This guy needs to get re-signed. They need to lock him up. Uh, let, let, let's see 25 year old defenseman, perfect age, RFA with arbitration eligibility. I really want GMBA to not do his normal GMBA thing. And that's wait until arbitrations right around the corner. And so far 15 games in Robin, five games or five goals, six assists, 11 points, and a positive eight, a positive eight plus minus. And while the plus minus, and I acknowledge it every time is a, a flawed stat. It does help to also show what you are adding to that line. And when you're out there and in general, how many more goals you guys are scoring than are giving up when you're out there. So a, a plus eight is ridiculous. I'm looking through the rest of the team right now. It's the best plus minus in the entire team, and it's not really close.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one thing I like to consider as well when it comes to that kind of situation, um, looking at when regarding defensemen, um, very many times, and again, it doesn't look great when you say that, and again, and, and many because you said that because plus minus is a terrible stat to really truly rely on. But many times you're going to see a minus for defensemen. Why? Because they spend more time on the ice. Sean Dersey, again, he's a defenseman. spends a lot of time on the ice, mm-hmm. but at that plus eight, he's doing he's doing great. He's doing he's doing great. And I th- and I feel like even outside of that, right? He's just made in, the kind of level of impact that you kind of feel his presence. Um, as on the defense, kind of helping make that defensive core more complete it feels like, uh, mm-hmm. and because I because last go, go last season, Matthew, that's one of the biggest concerns that I had going into the off season. I was like, what are the Coyotes going to do on defense when they picked up Sean Dursey on, um, via that trade in the off season. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this. Let's see. Let's see where this goes. And he has not disappointed.
0: Funny. You bring up ice time. So I decided to, while, while you were talking a little bit to look up the, the ice time averages right now, uh, Sean Dersey leads the team. With what is that 23 minutes and four seconds of ice time a night? The only other players that are close that are comparable would be Matt Dumba, 20 minutes, 37 seconds. We have, I believe this one is Clayton Keller with 20 minutes. Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz, uh 1952 and and 20 f- 2014, respectively. Pretty much he's only on like the only players that are on the ice similar amount of times get a lot of power play time. That's the two most productive players in the entire team, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. That is ridiculous. He is averaging the most time on ice and he's putting up the numbers. He is both offensively and again with some generic steps with surface level stats like plus minus, whereas Matt Dumba. Who has played okay? I, I, I'm not here to sit there and say Dumbo's been playing poorly. He's, he's kind of disappeared offensively, but he's still been decent enough defensively. He's a minus six, just for comparison, with comparable ice time. That's about three minutes less on average.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned a lot of those things too, and I'm glad you mentioned the uh, you know the power play unit. I do feel like um, that you know being on a on the first power play unit, especially with that pow- that specific power play unit. Mm-hmm. I feel like helps kind of inflate Jersey's number a little bit. Mainly because, again, like, I'm looking at daily face-off. I'm looking at daily face-off. And the first power play unit, and I know a lot of you guys know what it is, but if you don't, it's Cooley, Hayton, Schmaltz, Jersey, and Keller. Hmm? Like, that's a good team.
0: However, he wouldn't get those extra minutes if he wasn't producing. So while it might be padding his numbers slightly, it well, also absolutely. like it's probably right where he should be. So it's one of those things where it's it's nice to mention. It's nice to mention and and contemplate and, and discuss briefly because there's he's earned that ice time very clearly, one hundred percent. He has very clearly earned that ice time. And I and I, I I've said it before. And I want to reiterate it one more time. It was very widely known that he had some defensive inefficiencies. So when I was covering it in the offseason, I made sure to acknowledge that, not try to pretend he was better than he was. He had some bad turnover problems in LA from what I could tell. I haven't seen any of it minus in that preseason game against LA in Australia. I genuinely have not noticed any of those problems. His positioning is fine. He gets back on the dif- on the defensive end uh, pretty quickly. I haven't been noticing any big flaws in his defensive game. I don't know if it's coach Barry's system. I don't know if he's working out perfectly here. If he needed a bigger role in LA, I have no idea what the secret sauce is, or it could just be angry. You get traded, you get angry. It makes, <laughs> it makes,
1: I mean, it makes me think about that, right? Cause you take a look at coyotes defensemen. Um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to acquiring via trade, I look at another one of them, you know, you know, uh you know Valamacu, i think was you know he was i know was he, he was a wave of claim um i'm gonna look at godspear spear, uh, even though he's not on the team anymore um you he, he they he acquired via trade and essentially not only just a trade he was practically you know they paid to take like,
0: like they yeah, paid us ki- to take their paid, trash quote unquote yeah,
1: ki- <laughs> exactly and and godspear turned his career around and mm-hmm. got traded for, for more. So the Coyotes ended up not just only getting paid to get them, but mm-hmm. also got more assets based on trading them away. It, it really just shows, I think it has to do something. I really do think there is a, some, something that be said about the development Coyotes is make that the Coyotes like coaching staff is making for these young defensemen. I think it really makes a difference. Um, and Jersey is no exception. I feel like, I feel like via and again, via trade, maybe that has to do with another aspect of it. Maybe they're just saying like, you know what? I want to go prove these guys wrong, with they, that they were wrong in trading me away. And I'm going to play X amount better and be that extra player
0: for my new team. Mm-hmm. And, and there's many factors, many factors that also could all come together at the perfect time. Some guys need more ice time. Some guys need a higher position that they're not going to get in a certain spot. Uh, some guys need that power play time. Some guys just need to get a small kick in the rear end and they're they're angry enough to go. So uh, I, I am glad that we got one Jonathan Dursey for a second round draft pick. And he's turned into and I didn't even consider this until it was a couple of weeks ago. And I, I think it was Bob key but it might've been on the broadcast. I do not remember who said it, but they're talking about him being our number one defenseman. And I didn't disagree. I just never considered it. He very quickly become like as good as Moser is. And I'm not turning my back on Moser. He's still been good. I don't care about a couple of bad plays here or there. It happens. Great defenseman Jersey with the offense as well. Has kind of been better all around, and I think he has kind of replaces that number one defenseman to an extent.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean, yeah, I have no doubt, and I feel like we're only going to we're only going to see more. I hopefully, like, hopefully, it's, it's like he's around this stay. Mm-hmm. You never know what the Kyries are going to do. Um, I mean, they're no, I don't think they're going to do anything like as drastic as the previous couple seasons, mainly because they're not that they're no longer at that point in the rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of agree and say they're a little bit more ahead of schedule than anyone really anticipated, but there's, you never know. They could still make, they could still make decisions that literally focus on the long-term success rather than what they only seeing of in the short term. It's like, yeah, we're ahead of schedule. Let's, let's, let's speed things up. Maybe that's not what they're doing. But who knows? I think, Matthew, what we're going to do, though, is uh, we're going to move on from Sean Dersky and talk about, you know, other Coyotes offseason additions who are making key impact. Right. Who are making a really key impact and really uh, showing us that they belong in Arizona and that they have and they're working and they're helping Arizona be that competitive team. And we'll talk about all that right after this. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about you guys, but I am sick and tired of always looking for tickets and having been surprised by. Like, sure, yeah, they might look like they're cheap at first, and then all of a sudden, convenience fee, this fee, every other fee that comes up, and all of a sudden, it's my ticket price is double what I thought it was going to be. Plus, when I see that, when I actually get to the get to the venue. They're nowhere even near what I thought they were might look I expected them to look like. Game time is out there to fix everything because you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next event. They got last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find tickets and buy for every kind of event in your area. So not just sports, but you know, concerts and uh other kind of uh major events. You can browse through the app and see everything coming up. They got again seeing it the ability, getting the ability to see your or view the, uh, the, the view, excuse me, of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. That's one good thing I love the most. Um, plus, all-in prices. So you can actually sell your total upfront after those fees so you know exactly when you're getting a great deal which, so you're not getting surprised by a ticket being, like I mentioned, Double the cost what you expected when you f- first see those prices. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONNHL. NHL for $20 off. T- download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Matthew, let's continue this episode of Locked on Coyotes as we talk about uh, offseason addition players who are making a key impact for the Coyotes. And I feel like a lot of these players are, right? A lot of the offseason players are, and they're making this team more competitive. And um, like I said right before we went to break, this team feels like they're ahead of schedule in the rebuild, and I feel like a lot of the additions they made during the offseason are because of that. Uh, who else do you have in mind that, uh,
0: that Jason, Zucker? Jason, Jason Zucker? I, I, I need to jump in here and get excited to talk about it. Cause to me with, I have seen enough, and this is just my perspective. You can agree, disagree that I, I want him to stick around long-term. And I want him to be the captain of this team. He has been a massive leader in a very short amount of time on and off the ice so far. And one thing that we, we are talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks ironically enough, while he was injured and he was missing some time, missed a few weeks that this team just kind of seemed not to have that motor. And it it was really hard to describe other than lack of effort. It felt like a lack of effort, lack of motor. And it almost immediately, minus the St. Louis game, it's just going to take him a game to get back in and and do it with Nashville and uh, Dallas. You automatically saw that back. Immediately, he mm-hmm. has three goals in eight games. Doesn't sound like a whole lot. It took him a couple of games to get that first goal. I think it was against Anaheim, and that's the game he ended up getting injured in, so that really sucks when stuff like that happens. It just... What he does on the ice and and watching him, he attacks the puck in the offensive zone. He attacks the player with the puck. If if the puck's turned over, it's been a handful of times where he's got the puck right back, a shot on net, uh, pushing it towards the net for Logan Cooley. And Logan Cooley plays almost the exact same game. And I I brought up many times over over my career, uh, whatever I'm doing here, that when Taylor Hall came to Arizona, whatever he did, I genuinely felt elevated Connor Garland as a goal scorer, and he got his twenty goal season that year. I, I feel like a similar concept is applying with Zucker and Cooley. Zucker's engine, his effort, his leadership is all rubbing off in the right ways on the team, and especially a guy like Logan Cooley that it, even though he only has only has three goals in eight games, which is still a pretty decent pace. He he's making this massive impact that makes me want him here for the long haul, even though it's not likely to happen. And that is saying a lot to have a veteran come in that we're all expecting as just a deadline flip. And like the fans love him, the fans, the, the, the team likes him. And even yours truly is like, get this man a three-year extension. Oh yeah.
1: No, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I feel like too. Um, And and you mentioned it perfectly in terms of the chemistry and Uh, The impact that he's making on Logan Cooley, that's something to be said, because, you know, you want to focus on what is the best for the future of your franchise. And right now, Logan Cooley is the future of your franchise. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that that Cooley is given all the tools that he needs to succeed and to build and become great. I think like Jason Zucker has been that guy. He's been that tool to kind of help him, uh, to help Cooley get there where he needs to go. It's that kind of presence. And he said it right. When he was gone with injury, it seemed like for the most part, the team kind of fell flat. And even some of the games that he's had when he was back, they made some mistakes. It's going to happen with a young team. I mentioned it multiple times. But I feel like overall the engine just feels a lot more complete
0: with Zucker in the lineup versus out of the lineup. Yeah, and and just to 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 wrap up this segment real quick, I want to tr- I want to briefly touch on three players kind of in rapid succession. Alex Kerfoot, I have a very similar opinion as as Matt Dumba, as it feels like he especially early on he's really easy to to miss out there on the ice very just kind of quiet decent player i i don't think he sucks or anything same thing with matt dumba mm-hmm. but he actually has more points than jason zucker one goal three assists four points he has one more right. point and i would have never guessed like if you're looking for jason zucker on the scoring he's so low because he, he missed the amount of yeah. games it's weird to think <laughs> it's weird yeah. to think of that
1: no, I, yeah and and I feel like those two players and then I we'll say it quickly before we kind of move on to our next major piece mm-hmm. um those two players as much as you say they're easy to miss I feel like like that's not necessarily necessarily a bad thing so I feel like those kind of players that if you notice them that's when something bad is happening um they're the kind of because they're in that depth area the depth area right mm-hmm. where they're kind of just adding you know, Adding depth pieces, adding, you know, just a little bit more completeness. Like, yeah, sure. Like if they're not there, they're not it's not gonna be like the system is broken, but they're just kind of add there to kind of help fine-tune things a little bit everywhere else.
0: You wanna know what's what's interesting? So uh Alex Kerfoot has been a decent bottom six complimentary piece. Uh, mm-hmm. You can argue overpaid if you want. Sure. I'm, I'm kind of of the mind of he's doing his job. The scoring probably should come. If he keeps having to have a bigger role with injuries, Matt Dumbo has been playing, at least in my opinion, pretty decent defense. I'm not going to say amazing. Not going to say terrible. Yeah. Travis Dermott was someone I had no opinion on heading into this season. And he has been so defensively sound the offense. Yeah. the The one assist. It is what it is. But he's making an impact on that defense to where, like last year, again, no shot at Josh Brown. Thought Josh Brown was a decent, you know, kind of fill in guy. I'm looking at it like Josh Brown doesn't belong on his, the same team as Travis Dermott in that, like, that, that fifth, sixth, seventh defenseman yeah. because Dermott has just been playing so much better defensively before he had the, he was out with illness and then out with injury. So it sucks yeah. he's on injured reserve right now. Exactly. It
1: does help that, uh, I will say also this it helps a lot that, Dermot is beloved by a, a a pretty good select group of fans.
0: Yeah, he's he's got fans, and he's do, done good to to earn some goodwill. And you want more positive stories and positive relations between players and fan bases. You need that. that. No, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You want a guy who you know fans can
1: connect with, who can just uh, help make the connect. Yeah, make that connection of you know I love this team. I love this. Like I I I I want to be able to love this team more and do all this. Um and I feel like, you know, he's one of those players that's doing that. In addition to like when he when he is playing, making that m- making that defensive impact. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, again, because there are some players who might be beloved, but they're just beloved for just because of the personality whatever, but in reality they don't really make much of an impact. He does.
0: Yeah. And, and what I do, I want to set up a couple of roadrunners for the third segment, so stay tuned. But we got to talk about a word from our, our sponsor first. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Bet on the Suns, bet on the Coyotes. Roadrunners? Can you do roadrunners? Bet on them if you can, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's 150 bucks if your team wins. <laughs> I bet you've been—if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than to get into the action. The app is so easy to use, with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL.
1: I want to remind everyone that you can tune in into every single Arizona Coyotes game uh, and they listen to their hometown broadcast no matter where you are on the Sirius XM app and on Sirius XM in your car. Uh, all you got to do is if you need a, uh, is just download the Sirius XM app if you have the streaming option and uh, search up Coyotes and they'll let you know what channel they're on. Um, if uh, you don't have the app, we'll help you find it. If you really need us, we'll help you find the channel they are if you're listening to um, Sirius XM in your car. But let's finish this episode talking about off-season additions, Matthew.
0: Let's go. Got some roadrunners. So first and foremost, let's talk about the Costco kid himself, Justin Kirkland. Seven games, one goal, seven assists, eight points. He's technically the highest points per game on the team right now with 1.14. Uh, he's at an assist per game. And there was all I need to stress this after I was talking about uh, in my Rattlers report on my own channel about how a lot of the offense kind of was a little stagnant. Almost immediately, all these guys, including Justin Kirkland, went on this massive tear for like three or four games. And I think five of those points were in three games. Five or six of those points were in three games.
1: No, I mean, that's and, and that's and that's a good sign. You know, I, it, it's it's hard to gauge impact of roadrunners players because of that kind of reason right because there's like so many moving parts it's so many other things going on within the organization that it's easy it is easy to miss unless you're that kind of person who knows exactly what you're looking for um and uh yeah it looks like uh you know Kirkland's kind of making the impact enough for people
0: to notice yeah and a, a couple other notables. So John Leonard, eleven games, one goal, one assist, two points. Depth guy in Tucson with a couple of call ups. He'll probably get a slightly bigger role down there. Uh, Patrick, uh, did we did we establish Cook K O C H? We established Cook, right? It'll be the pronunciation. I think it's yeah. Five games, two assists, pretty solid. Hunter Drew, a Tucson Roadrunner exclusive player. Uh, That's a weird way to say it. Two games, one goal, no assists. Zach Sanford was a player I I really wanted to touch on, but I wanted to get this entire list so I can at least give a little more coverage for you guys. Uh, Sanford, five games, one assist. He's also played a handful of NHL games, has a goal so far, and is playing well. And one last one, minus Montana on Yabuchi. Only four games, no points. But Matt Falalta. Matt Villalta currently has a 6-3-0-0 record, a 2-4-6 goals against, and a nine twenty save percentage. Obviously, Anson Thornton is one of our own draft picks. He's putting up decent numbers, too. We can get into that on Tucson Tuesday. But Matt Falalto was brought in to be Pros Vital's backup, to light a fire underneath his rear end to make sure you can get your best possible production out of him. And he has played fantastic. He has been great down there in Tucson.
1: Yeah, I know absolutely, and I feel like I love that you mentioned that too, because that's what he was. That that's that's mainly what, like I said, what he was, was. He was brought in and was kind of like, you know, by design. And then uh, Prosvetov gets uh, called off waivers by another team. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that kind of solves somewhat of a problem. Now we get. To, now we really get to see can Velalta actually not only just live up to what we're expecting as someone who's f- fighting for a, a starting spot, but like, can he go
0: beyond that? Yeah, and also, to test our goaltending depth in the, in the pool a little bit, Anson Thornton starting off his Roadrunner career very well. Although, for context, I do recall guys like Aiden Hill and Ivan Prozatov having pretty solid starts as well. So we're going to have to wait and see with goalies. You have to wait I mean, and see.
1: You have to wait and see, and I feel like they have like a good stretch through the AHL, mm-hmm. and then they get a call-up for like a game or two in the NHL. They kind of see it like, all right, let's see how much you've learned that's what happened um and again this was under the taquette era because taquette was really dumb on handling goaltenders it was different um but when aiden but when aiden hill for example got called up and got his first stint in the nhl his first decent stint like actual like one that counts i would say Mm -hmm. um he played well and i remember i read i remember writing an article for five for howling about it and it got Um, It actually got picked up by national Espionage at the time. And again, this was still when they were still affiliated. And um, I said, that's not like um, I said, yeah, Aiden Hills NHL debut and his, and, and, and his performance is something that does not surprise me in any way. So it was mainly Mm -hmm. an opinion piece, but I kind of said, don't be surprised by this because I've been talking about this all, you know, for the longest time. Uh, I feel like we were, we're we're a bit of ways of seeing either of those kind of opportunities for Thornton and Valalta mm-hmm. but i feel like they're still going to come sooner rather than later i feel like they're going to sneak up on us that kind of day when it actually happens when they get their true opportunity to get a little taste just because they want because they are awarded the opportunity it's not like it has to happen because injuries but they're just awarded it's like you know what we're going to give you an opportunity here. We're going to figure out a way to get you, uh, get you a couple of games out there. See how you, uh, like dipping your toes in the NHL level. Um, that's going to happen soon. And I, and we'll see if that's the really case. I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident in these two guys.
0: Yeah. It, to, to hold the roadrunners runners steady. I, I think I'm pretty confident so far. And, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see what, where it goes. Cause a lot of the guys that were brought in for roadrunners depth have been just that decent depth guys have been filling in, uh, haven't been like wowing or kicking guys out of the roster. Maybe minus like, it's maybe- like- Costco man, right. <laughs> and <Velolta. laughs> it,
1: it's like, it's like the thing that I mentioned, um, with, uh, with like Kerfoot and Dumba where like mm-hmm. they're not the players that are going to wow you and everything like that, but they're the amazing, like, you know, like toolbox pieces that kind of help complement and bring things together. They were like, yeah, sure. Like, you might not miss them if they're gone, but
0: they help make it more complete. Yeah, they help add that needed depth and the needed roles, role players to fill their roles. You, you know, the the hockey relations 101, you gotta have role players out there filling their roles. You yeah. have role players out there filling their roles and you need that on a team to complete it because it's not all like, Yes, we love a team full of Clayton Kellers, four lines banging all night long, uh scoring like two goals a night, right? But you you can't in the salary cap era, you're not doing that. You're not getting four Clayton four lines of Clayton Kellers. It's not EANHL where I could have Liam Kirk on the fourth line scoring 12 goals in like 10 games. Not happening.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, we're running a little bit out of time on this episode. um uh I want to get to really quick because I know some people. Some people might just want to hear this just because. That's mm-hmm. um, let's, let, let's just get a quick like I guess picks of the game for because I know some people might be like, hey, what about talking about you know the game tonight? Um, for those who don't know, if you're listening to this at the time when it actually released, kind of just play the Blue Jackets tonight, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should something we should we should, we should close on really quick um, as I'm try- as I'm bl- trying to load. Uh, Fanduel here, so we can find out what our lines are. Um, but uh, as I'm trying to do that, um, let me get like your initial thoughts and picks before I even get the the odds out.
0: Let's see, the Coyotes have been very mediocre, literally win loss win loss win loss win loss. I, I think over the last like six games, so like something's gonna need to happen to tilt the scale one way or the other. But they're also dealing with injuries, primarily on defense. Kesselring's probably going to play. Uh, Kelman might not play right now on, on the forward side, but Collier also been called up. There's been some injuries, and some of the defense defensive struggles could get a little worse. So I feel like the, the goals against are going to keep going up. So let's say it's like a 5-3 to three finish, but let's say the Coyotes actually pull this one off against a team they should beat in Columbus. And uh, Logan Cooley, two assists. And Jonathan Dersey power play point shot. Why not? He will get a goal. Love that.
1: Um, all right, I got the picks officially mm-hmm. on courtesy of our friends at FanDuel. The Arizona Coyotes are point and a half favorites on this one, uh, and then with the money line bet at minus one eighteen, with the total points set once again, Matthew at six and a half.
0: So yeah, over on the total po- <laughs> total points. <laughs> then again, it's also an Engie start, and Engie either gives up a good amount of goals, but there's a boatload of of uh, saves behind him, or he gives up nothing.
1: You're right. I I feel like uh, for me, it is, and I think this feels like a Coyotes spread to take the points and take the under mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, so I feel like it gets a three to one kind of game for the coyotes.
0: I'll stick with five to three. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a little bit of confidence. And if, if I lose, I lose. It is what it is.
1: Hey, you know what? You've been great lately on these bets. So
0: I'm too good. And I don't get it. But if I actually bet, I'd already have like three PS fives and a, a couple extra jerseys.
1: <laughs> then, uh, I don't know. I was going to say dude something else but i don't
0: know we'll 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 figure it out (laughs) Build another pc i can use another two thousand dollar vroom vroom machine
1: i'm ready for my i'm 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 ready for a new pc my uh, my laptop's falling apart but that's for another that's 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 for another day anyways any final thoughts before we finally close things off
0: um i want my paycheck to clear so i can go buy a ps5 that's all i care about right now (laughs) love
1: that anyways (laughs) That's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, the SiriusXM app, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, and on X, the app formerly known as Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin with the Y underscore L E A N O. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us as a question you might have, we might answer right back on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.